0: Welcome to Amusement Parks, where we explore creativity and fandom. I'm Andrew Spawn, and with us today is...
1: Stefan Formentano.
0: How's it going, Stefan?
1: Hey, it's going great, Andrew. Cool. Happy to be here.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Uh, we're here to talk t- today about Lego and Cyberpunk, uh, and where those two things intersect. Uh, Stefan and I met many years ago at a Lego Kids Fest. We were both employed by Lego at the time. Um, and actually the first two guests I ever had on this podcast I met at that same show it was like a really important thing for me like figuring out you know kind of creativity and like connecting with my people in a way and all those these weren't necessarily people I talked to all the time several people from that weekend who worked for Lego made a big impact on what what it can be to be kind of a an amateur creative so to speak um it was really cool and uh yeah, you definitely made an impact, even though we only you know saw each other, I think it was two days, one <laughs> night, maybe, type of thing. But uh, I remember your passion for building with Legos, and uh, you were such like a natural kind of leader among that group. And then all these years later, I hear about this project called New Hashima, and I've been kind of following it on YouTube uh, loosely, but I haven't seen the creators of it. I've only seen people sort of reviewing it, so to speak. And then I start getting into these videos from uh, a YouTube channel called Beyond the Brick. And they actually interview the creators of New Hoshima, and I find out that it's you because I like I'm like I think I recognize that voice, and then they're like, "Yeah, here's Stefan Formantano," and I'm like, "What? What? Oh my god!" So anyway, it's it's cool. You were cool then, but you're way cooler now, and it's it, I'm excited to talk Lego with you, man. That's absolutely right. Cooler
1: <laughs> and better looking.
0: <laughs> You've improved in every way. No, yeah.
1: no. Hey, I'm I'm excited to be here. It is. It has been forever since the Kid Fest days, but still building still uh playing with my lego bricks so it's been a wild ride it's been a man it's been forever yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's show, but,
0: and you've been but in yeah, in the have you been building legos your whole life like did you have a dark period where you didn't
1: yeah i mean i had the normal like dark ages right that everybody or a lot of people have around in like high school and like uh so but i mean i still even in that time from like 15 to like 18 it wasn't very long maybe like three years every few months i'd pull out my childhood bricks and 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 tinker a little bit but i think it was like 18 where i i kind of discovered the online lego community and it was like oh there's a whole bunch of adults who build with Lego. Like, I don't need to be embarrassed about this. <laughs> like, totally.
0: And just like right. the, the skill set or, you know, a, a fully formed human being, which, you know, you're is an adult, can do a lot more creativ- creatively than a little kid can. Like, a kid can have an amazing imagination but doesn't know the full catalog of all the parts and, and how all the colors can coordinate and all these different advanced building techniques. Like adult fans of Lego really have a ton of tools in their toolkit, so it's amazing to see what they can do. Things that a kid could dream of, but probably only dream of. You know, they couldn't actually execute. Yeah,
1: them. it really is. I feel like if you're like really dedicated to it in the in your like younger teen years, you can start getting it right and i mean there are kids who are fabulous builders i i mean i've met no kidding but yeah i i think it's more fun as an adult because you have just more resources to pour into it right
0: totally more more available yeah (laughs) Yeah. money and potentially more time
1: more disposable disposable income right right right. it's it just kind of it's like i said it's just it's fun as a kid it's a different kind of fun I guess but it's just like hugely fun when you're adult and you have all these resources and totally. stuff. totally
0: traditionally or maybe in your past we're more of a castle focused builder Do you yeah. still identify <laughs> that way or is that a thing yeah. of the past
1: it's kind of funny <laughs> like because now in the community I feel like people know me for the new Hashima build right, right. but Prior to that, like ninety percent of the things I built were were castles. So that's how I discovered the online Lego community. Though is I always liked castle when I was, uh, you know, a kid building. Those were the sets that I wanted, castle and uh, and um, so I just sir I'm pretty sure I just Googled around when I was like eighteen or so. It, lego castles and to try to get some like inspiration i just a shot in the dark on google like hey maybe somebody's built something cool and discovered uh classic com was the site cool (laughs) and so castle like the castle afl community is almost like a whole nother community within the lego community so i don't know i was just drawn to that um early on and i mean honestly for most of my AFOL uh you know my time as at AFOL I was building castles so yeah, yeah. that's cool and, <laughs> which, which is funny
0: there's kind of like two acronyms I think are important if someone's listening to this but isn't really an adult fan of lego that's what AFOL or AFOL stands for adult fan of lego and lego user group is a lug so I'm a part of indie lug in Indianapolis I see that you have a rebel lug shirt on and there's yeah, there's I'm a lot of different Lugger. lego <laughs> user groups uh around the world my local
1: lug is magic city lug magic which city is the, birmingham, yeah. the birmingham area lug right i actually started i started that group
0: oh really i didn't like, know that.
1: yeah quite a while back when did i start in like 2010 okay. i started magic city lug but that's such a that's cool name small, by the way small local one yeah yeah i know well yeah birmingham <laughs> is magic city right as it's, well as like there's another city that goes by that too but anyway yeah it, it's pretty sweet it's, it's it's a pretty nice name I've always envisioned we don't have like a real logo, but I always wanted to do like a Magisto logo, which is like the blue wizard from the classic castle. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a so cool idea. Day. I bet, yeah, I bet you could find someone on Fiverr to do that. A pretty good. That's right. Mock-up. Uh but our our local one in Indianapolis it's just called Indie Lug. It's kind of a boring name, but it, I went yeah. I went to my first meeting like maybe a month ago. Um, I've heard about this group forever. You know, when I worked at the Lego store, there is kind of a unique relationship usually between Lego store employees and the local <laughs> yeah. AFOLs.
1: Yeah, unique.
0: Yeah, it's unique. It can be a little yeah. challenging at times. But <laughs> uh we'll put it that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when I went to my first meeting, I thought it was going to be like four people, and I pull into this person's yard for the parking lot, and there's literally 50 cars parked in their yard. I'm like, what is happening and there were literally 60 people there. Yeah. I was blown away by how popular it was with with adults and it's like, "Man, this is really yep. cool." And a couple of those people actually worked on New Hashima. Uh two of the guys in IndieLug. Uh so anyway, can you tell us a little bit more about this this project and how it started?
1: Yeah, so New Hashima is the our my like cyberpunk Lego mock, which again another acronym, my own creation, but um It started, I mean, it really started with another group called BroLug, who built this really fabulous cyberpunk city in 2013. Um, And I had seen that. uh, I was working at the Lego store at the time, and just had seen it pop up online and and just thought it was fabulous. And um, I think I was trying to think, trying to at the time, kind of like trying to think of something new. Like I wasn't getting tired of castle, but I had just like built so many castles. It was like, I need something new to build. And, and I saw that, that, like write-ups being posted for that and uh and it was like oh this is a really cool like genre of building that i never thought of and and it's really fun also like an architecture fan so you i had this like love of like interesting architectural styles and, and obviously cyberpunk had that um the like cyberpunk theme has has very wild architecture inspired by like a lot of like asian cities so it just like really appealed to me and uh so I'd always known that I wanted to build one, or ever since, like, 2013, I was like, oh, I really want to build that. But uh, I just sort of stuck it in a folder of, like, inspiration somewhere and, and and just didn't really do anything with it. Just was like, oh, this would be interesting to build at some point down the road. And then uh, my wife and I actually went to Japan in 2015 and then again in 2016. Wow. And so... um. I had, I really didn't have an interest in, in like Japanese culture at the time, but I knew my wife had wanted to go. And so we had somebody to have a big trip and I was like, how about we go to Japan? I know you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and so I was like, I'll go anywhere. It sounds kind of cool. And, uh, just went in basically totally blind again. I had no experience or no, I'm not saying I didn't have an interest, but not, not like a big interest in it. Um, prior to going but she and I both fell in love with Japan and 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 um, and that sort of uh, that culture and that style so it was another like oh this is like a lego something I'd like to turn like I would like to inject into my lego hobby as well like building cities in this style um, like Tokyo Osaka those kind of places like I just loved had the infrastructure of those cities when I was visiting there and just uh, um, and the style of the buildings and stuff it was just like so new and interesting to me
0: and I think that's a part of why video games from Japan and anime those kinds of things are so resonant with the rest of the world is because Japanese culture is so fascinating in a lot of ways, and their architecture, and just having that backdrop, you're already telling a compelling story, regardless of what the humans are doing, or the dragons, or aliens, or you know, whatever. But, yeah, uh, it's it's no, just kind of cool. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. There's a it's a really rich vein of of inspiration and. I always kind of talk about in my own life, like sometimes I'm just in a big inhale period where I'm just taking in the world and pop culture, and then I'll have my creative exhale where I'm actually doing something with that air I just breathed in. So sometimes you have to find the right inspiration to, you've got that, you've got something cool saved in a folder on your computer somewhere, and you just traveled the world, and you kind of, these things start to come together, and then you breathe out something really cool. So, so, Hashima started with just two people, right, back down in Magic City.
1: Yeah, so myself and Peter Bradbury, one of the uh, other guys from Magic City Lug, joined me. I had written... So the BroLug guys had had built the city as a collaborative display, and and I knew that I wanted the city to be big. I wasn't really sure how big I wanted it to be, but I knew that, like, I wasn't going to be able to do it myself unless I took, like, tons of years doing it, like... And, and so I, I I wanted it to be collaborative, and I was trying to look for a way to um to like engage in some project with my local lug too. So I actually wrote prior to really building much of anything, sort of like standards for it based on the bro lug build. I sort of like dissected what they had done because they had
0: a cube that was like modular. That cube system is, is really roll. interesting too, and and yeah. you kind of reverse engineered it at first, right, to figure out how to yeah. Be- <laughs>
1: exactly that's uh, they didn't ever post like a a standard right so there's various standards in the like afol community like moon base is one i know there's like cities. there's a various standards but um i just developed it into a standard from the get-go for my local lug to to build this collaborative effort and, uh, um, and yeah, and Peter joined me, um, it was, kind of, it was kind of a hard sell, I think, to a lot of people, because it, it's, it's, it's cyberpunk, it's, like, very, I feel like it's a lot more popular now, but it, it's, but, but, uh, like, five, six years ago, it's it kind of a niche, right? Like, I think the video game 2077 has helped a lot, like, uh, people are really into, like, understand it a bit more now, um. I mean, there's a, people have there's a ton of love for Cyberpunk. I'm not trying to say that it's like, oh man, this like crazy thing that we decided to build
0: in, but but you're right though. It, it's an old genre, but like it was way bubbling under the surface until even like two years ago, I think. Like yeah, it, yeah, it's having a moment. No, now, yeah, but...
1: for sure. So yeah, we kind of started it at a very per kind of a perfect time because the video game brought so much like relevance to the genre and, and like films and uh, and stuff have come out, uh, like the revival of Blade Runner in 2049, um, and various other things. But yeah, so it was kind of hard sale. Peter joined me, uh, for new Hashima and we put the first one on in 2020 at, uh, Brick Fair, Alabama. And it was really small. It was like 40 inches by 40 inches and maybe about like three feet high or something like that, three or four feet tall. But, um, we sort of proved the standard that I had written, um, with that build, it was like, oh, hey, this cube standard really works. And um, and, and the style that we're building in really works. Um, it's pretty easy to set up. And we could sort of see, Peter and I, the vision of, like, how we could expand it into something, like, huge, right? Um, so, it was pretty cool, that, that 2020 build, just because... And then, again, people were, like, pretty excited by, by it, because that twenty thirteen build was is still pretty well known in the community. Mm-hmm. Um the bro lug so,
0: one,
1: Yeah. Even in Alabama, people were like, Oh yeah, I remember that bro lug build, like very iconic collaborative effort. And so people were like excited to see it. So it kind of uh it helped like Peter and I like motivate us, right? That like, oh, people are excited to see this again. Um, they appreciate us like reviving it, so we're gonna take it like further. Um, than than we had.
0: So, what does cyberpunk mean to you, or like, what what drew you to cyberpunk?
1: Man, I've going back. Hmm, what drew me to cyberpunk? I don't know. I just, I guess, I just thought it was cool. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it is, cool. I, yeah, it's just cool. So, I I don't know. It's like uh, a... I loved the bro lug build, and then I. I loved Japan and the vibe of that place, and it's got, like, a very Viberpunk vibe. It was just, like, a different experience, something that, like, I had never been exposed to that, like, that just, like, blew up my world up. Like, it was like, whoa, there's this, like, whole other thing, and it's, like, it's so cool, and it's got this, like, crazy gritty style. It just... I don't know. Something about it just appealed to me. It's like it was like very unapologetic. People wore like flashy clothes and could like modify themselves in whatever way they want. There was just like something about cyberpunk that it's like it's a very like repressed society. Like that, like these these like capitalists um, like ideals of like suppressed society but like the individuals themselves are like expressing themselves in like these crazy ways right to like fight against that
0: right and it gets into some like transhumanism like people have like implants and like cybernetics and it seems like yeah self-expression is beyond yeah. what we live in currently
1: yeah so that i think that's what it is the like visual style just has a particular appeal to me and and India that just like you could be whoever you want like it, it's kind of cool it's like it's almost like a what like like almost like there's some like cowboy crossovers almost sure like yeah it's a West, new frontier like, gunslinger thing it's like a I don't know I don't know those sort of elements are the things that sort of appealed to me and the the visual style of it is just too cool like
0: I was thinking that too the the visual style like the neon signs like that's something you don't see in Lego very often in A like build so it's like that's just you kind of cited like hong kong or tokyo like the the vibrancy and color of that is so unique and striking that seeing it depicted in lego is like such a cool goal and y'all really nailed it um yeah there's there's another thing that i
1: really like that i really um when i built castles i always built castles that had like interesting angles like i like like yes. german style castles that are like organically built into like a hillside so when i went to, to so cities in the u.s are like a grid system or i don't know exactly that exact, there's like a name for it where the roads run east and west and north and south and it's like and, and but in Tokyo or in Japan, the cities are not like that. They're all crisscross, like these crazy angles. And like the infrastructure is like mind bogglingly, like complex. It, it's and and so cyberpunk cities are like that. So they, they have all these weird angles and it's not something that you think of Lego capturing really well either. Right. So because Lego's work on a grid right so it, it was something that I could apply my learnings from building castles in that style to to a different genre so like Nuishima has that interesting like triangular center and then the roads don't all come off of its tray and the monorail weaves in and out of it so it was it was just a way I could take a skill that I had from castle building and transform it into a different thing
0: and that is such a crucial part of, I think, modern Full builds is it can't just be a grid anymore. Like if you're walking through a, a Lego show, you can totally see like, okay, well, that person, there's not a ton of imagination maybe, or maybe that's me being a little close-minded or judgy or whatever. But it's like, if you just see a straight grid, it's like, I don't even want to walk over there. Like, I'm going to go to this one because everything's like at a cool <laughs> yeah. angle or more intentional looking.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't capture my imagination, right? Like, and, and if I'm going to spin years working on something like it it certainly better capture my imagination so
0: and if it can't capture your imagination how's it going to capture somebody else yeah <laughs>
1: and yeah I, and i don't really know why i think those things maybe weren't like my initial draw towards cyberpunk i, I uh, again new has become something like way bigger than what i imagined it, it, it's just like you know it worked it was like, oh these guys at prologue did something really cool I'm, i want to build something cool like that was probably the like the most honest like thing it was like i want to build cool stuff yeah <laughs> si- cyberpunk is cool so so let, well, let's build it and it just sort of developed into that as as is the build was you know you know it surprised us peter and i both when we displayed it for the first couple times it was like whoa this actually is really cool (laughs) (laughs) so and and so yeah it just works
0: that's awesome there was a phrase that you used in a video that was talking about um defining cyberpunk as uh high-tech low class which i thought was like yeah it's that's a great high-tech
1: high-tech low life low life that's That's it's the the, like tagline that's like the easiest way to describe cyberpunk there's also like a another thing like cyberpunk fiction is style over substance Ooh, is another yeah. way so that you could certainly um describe that and that comes to the like flashy hairdos and, and modifications and clothes and stuff so cyberpunk is very like style style over substance and i think you can see that in the build so yeah high high yeah high tech low life is pretty fun
0: <laughs> that rules <laughs> And do you know of of other kind of large scale famous collaborative projects like that? I, it was the first one I had ever heard of.
1: There's a bunch I know. Um, Eurobricks did, does like a huge collaborative every single year um, at, at Brick Fair, or Brick World Chicago. Okay. Um, there's another group, um, Wacklug in Seattle on West Coast that has a whole lot of big collaboratives. So. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, there's a few specifically that I really love, but, um, but the, particularly Wacklug. there's one, if you've never seen it, um, it's called, like, Battle of the Mages, I think, and it's inspired by, um, it's inspired by, like, the heavy metal magazine nice. sort of style from the, like, 80s, or Metal Herland, I think is what it's, the French magazine it's called, but... But yeah, it's this really cool uh collaborative effort with these like wizards and magic and these different like lands and stuff. Look that up sometime because it is really cool. That,
0: that sounds is. awesome, yeah. Definitely. It's not as
1: icon- it's not as iconic as the is the lug one. Like that was just like a, such a huge collaborative effort. Um uh, and and just so striking and like visually interesting, especially I mean that was like ten that was ten years ago. So is I honestly think that that build was just kind of before its time, um by a lot, by a lot. But yeah, but there's tons of uh, um iconic collaboratives out there and groups. I think the groups, the. Brolug is sort of set apart, like, because the build is the thing that's so iconic, and then the other collaborative efforts, it, it seems to be like the group is famous for do, putting on large collaboratives, right?
0: Which is so special, and that's something I found so, like, inspiring about both the Brolug one and New Hashima is the magic of collaboration, and, like, what you you can see what someone can build, even... If you had just pursued it as an individual project, it wouldn't have the same level of magic and like uh, complexity as if it was this huge collaborative thing. So anyway, I've just been so impressed by that magic of collaboration, and I was kind of thinking, is it inherently linked with cyberpunk, which is kind of this you know dystopian gritty future where things are supposed to be inc- incongruous. So it kind of feels like multiple different architects were building and different corporations took over different areas. And like, it feels like it's very highly evolved and a lot has changed. And so anyway, it just feels like that theme is set up for massive collaboration in a way. And it just seems like such a perfect fit to me.
1: Yeah, that's it. It it really is like there's a lot of reasons why Cyberpunk works so well in Lego, um, and works so well as like a collaborative effort too. Things like you're saying, I mean, if you have a big group of people working on something, you're gonna get these different, these different like styles and these different parts of the the theme that like appeal to each individual one. And cyberpunk is like a genre. It it just like plays into that like individuality as but together is one big interesting thing yeah it's
0: like an inescapable melting pot more yeah. so than just like an enjoyable like romanticized version it's like oh yeah but what if that was like all-encompassing and you could never find silence or darkness like everything there's always light pollution there's always advertisements everywhere and noise everywhere it's yeah, such a loud. It just, style. Draws, it
1: just draws you in. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I, I always wanted it to be a collaborative effort, just because I because I had sort of a vision and I knew I wasn't going to be able to achieve it without you know working for like years and years and years. And it seemed fun. It's just more fun to work with people with other people. Like uh, I. Uh, Uh, you know, I had my local lug and I had the online community, but I had never like really collaborated across lines, like across like States. And I mean the globe, we had international people come and work on new Hashima, but, um, I mean the, the build at Chicago had seven countries represented. We have builders there with builds from, from seven countries,
0: but. And, And this is as of 2023 in the summer. Just for future reference, because who knows where this project is going. If someone listens to this in two years, they look up New Hashima and they're like, what are they talking about? 80 people. Come on.
1: Yeah, now, yeah. So, but yeah, it it just, I don't know. It's just worked out so perfect as a collaborative effort. I, I, you know, hats off to the Burlock guys for doing it first and and just uh, so perfect that it's worked out in such a great way to to be able to bring all these like builders together and, 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 you know, highlight their individual style them being able to highlight their individual styles in the build too in such a cool way so
0: the um, video from this summer on beyond the brick is such a like master class in people uh highlighting and spotlighting both their own builds but also each other's builds and saying like you kind of pointing out the style and the specialty of each individual and like their special uses of bricks and it is such a fantastic absolutely amazing video to watch. I don't remember how long it is. It, I think it's like an hour and a half or two hours. <laughs> it's,
1: two, it's two hours and like 26 it, minutes.
0: And I it's guess. like nonstop. It's not like it's just edited voiceover. It's just a guy with a microphone pointing it in someone's face and then someone else comes over and hops in and like, it is such a seamless, like bizarre work of, of like documentary. Like it is next level. Uh, and just how seamless and flawless and almost representative of the collaborative New where there's different styles butting up against each other and people kind of passing the mic back and forth. It's like, it's it's just incredible. And like, it is a sprawling video, but it's a sprawling city that they have to cover. So that video is fantastic. And, and shout out to Beyond the Brick for being there and facilitating that. But also, it's very impressive. You and also a lot of your other collaborators who are featured on the video are so natural at just like speaking about their build intimidating especially during a long convention where that's all you've been doing the whole time um it's, it's, yeah. it's truly impressive
1: i mean really hats off to josh and john from beyond the brick because they're really good at like getting the best out of people i mean they've been doing it for like years now, and they're so, so they're deeply the entrenched
0: in the community like you yeah. each can reference videos that they did in the past and they both know you know you all know everyone in the community like it is so cool um yeah. just as an outsider even to watch those videos yeah, they're
1: just the perfect guys for that. And I mean, they said, I mean, we knew, we, we kind of knew going in that it was going to be a really long video. And I mean, and, and, and they were up for it. They were like, heck, like heck yes, let's get like well as long as you all want, uh, you know, as many people as you want within reason. You know, we can talk about the build. So they let us just do our thing, and and, and yeah, it turned into two and a half hours. So it was it was pretty wild. But again, we needed. Like you said, we really needed that two yeah. and a half hours. There's to, like, still a lot of stuff you didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. I mean, we met, we could have gone for probably another two and a half hours if we had like really talked about every detail and let like every person there speak because we had like 60 plus people at the event that that had builds on the display so it 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 could have gone on much longer (laughs) if we wanted to i believe
0: as of now there's three different iterations of new hashima on beyond the brick is that right there was the one with two collaborators then 11 and then 80 plus correct
1: yeah so It was 2020 um, that Peter and I displayed the like 40 by 41. And then we had the pandemic happened. We were planning on like doubling the size for 2021, um, but that didn't happen, obviously. Um, So we didn't display it again until 2022. But we built through that like whole time, that like whole two years we were, Peter and I were collaborating back and forth and sort of working on the standard Um, like developing that more and then, um, building more. And so we displayed it again in, uh, well, we actually did, we actually ended up, ended up displaying it in 2021 because our local science center in Birmingham, the McQueen Center had us out for like a summer long thing. Um, and so it was there for like six months. So it was actually pretty cool because we had this sort of like, Test bed that we got to, we got to set it up for like a long time, and and, and sort of see it all come together prior to taking it to a LEGO show. So, it, so that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. So yeah, so yeah, 2020, 2022, then Brickfair Virginia in um, 2020, uh, also in 2022. Um, I took it to, um, so it, it's. So now there's four. Yeah, so it's four. I think that's what you said. I've kind of rambled, but yeah. So it's been four. It's been the 2020 in Alabama and 2022 Alabama, 2023 Brick Fair, Virginia, and now the two and a half hour one from, uh, you know. In Chicago. Summer 2023 this summer.
0: Are, are the original components um, still in there? Like, I know that there, it seemed like there some things that went away from the two-person collaboration to the 11-person collaboration. Is that true?
1: So, um. Peter hasn't been to any of the shows outside of Alabama, um, so Peter's modules. Uh, I took I, I took a couple of his modules to Virginia, um, and but that was like eleven people, and it was already pretty huge there, so it uh it it wasn't uh. It, it, I, I guess stuff got kind of buried, but yeah. So yeah, Peter has always lent me stuff for every show. So Peter's had some builds in somewhere or another um, on the build every single time. Um, but not his like big structures because um, he wasn't coming with. So I didn't, I didn't normally borrow like the huge thing. So it changes every time we set it up.
0: That's- yeah. And that's, what's so cool. I think of, of watching it. It's, it's just like a natural thing that evolves over time as more collaborators come in the city gets bigger and kind of it seems like the story almost evolves a little bit like there'll be no cars at one point and then suddenly there's a bunch of vehicles everywhere but there's still some mechs and then there's no more mechs anymore and it's like it's almost like playing Fortnite or something where like every year the whole map is totally different there's still some components you might recognize but it's like it's like uh, environmental storytelling basically even on accident by just like oh that guy wasn't at that convention so he didn't yeah. bring his pieces but it makes it makes for a really compelling build every time and makes each of those videos really fun to watch too um even as a you know historical relic like wow look at what it was like at that point in time not knowing how big it was gonna get it's pretty cool
1: yeah. So yeah, it, it's 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 the modular system, the like modular standard that we develop is just like so easy to like mix and match stuff here or there and, and try new things and then and inviting new people on. So yeah, it. It's been really fun watching it get, like evolve and and seeing the different things. I mean, after the two and a half hour one, I even went back and watched like some of the old ones just to like get a grasp on like where where it's come from. And it is to, it's, totally, it's totally
0: wild. <laughs> it <Going is>. <laughs> it's totally wild. It is. It's Yeah, and just like the scope of the number of of hands touching the thing makes it such a different experience. You know, it's like having a a small business with two employees versus having eighty people all of a sudden. You have to think about all different like scopes of things to manage those people and I know you said you even you started out before you even started building with kind of standards but you can also see through those videos how the standards have evolved to the point where in the two and a half hours it's like this is a well-oiled machine they have all these different like standards and rules and guidelines and it's really fascinating to watch
1: yeah I mean it, it was it was uh, obviously a huge effort to bring that as many people on as we had in Chicago. Um, But uh, it it was super helpful because I had developed this like standard, but once we got more and more people involved um, in it, it was, uh, there was lots of like skills that came out that were able to like help improve the standard, by like a huge margin because we had Lego Lego in general just tends to attract the, type of, like, mind that's, like, good at that sort of thing, I found. Like, very, like, organized, like, very, um, like, knowledgeable about, like, systems of organization, too. So, it was like they saw my standard document that I had been developing for, like, three years and then brought like a lot of like professionalism to it like cuz cuz there was some stuff in it that was just like a mess like i'm not a very good digital builder so like the first instructions i had were literally like putting a few pieces on taking a picture and moving on to the next step taking a picture so it was this, like a long google doc that that had like actual pictures on my like workbench of this yeah. of the things and, and so a guy came in and, and um and and it was like, oh, I'll digitize it for you and put PDF instructions. So now it looks like a real, like a real Lego set would look, right? With the stud, I think the stud.io. So it's like studio. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> but, name. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like built that digitally for for the group and and have just like it's just developed. The project has developed, and the standard has just like developed and developed and gotten better and better and better because of all the skill, the like the deep pool of of like diverse skill sets that we have in the group has just been able to improve
0: improve it so much so it's really cool um i'm curious i because there are clearly some guidelines on how building should roughly go and how big the cubes are and that kind of thing but are there any like quote unquote illegal builds. Because I know I've seen a lot of unusual part usage, like things that Lego themselves would never do in new Hashima, Like using a Lego minifigure hand detached from the body as, you know, the leg of a yeah. robot or a clip to hold something on. Are there any things that are like against the rules, so to speak? There's not building? any
1: there's not any Lego building techniques that are illegal so the illegal build thing at least my understanding of it is there's like a set of things that the lego group totally s- they'll like never, will do. never do yep. and so like some of the lego community sort of takes that to heart like to heart a little bit but nuoshima is like the antithesis of that kind of thing i mean you think i'm using that word right but yeah like, you are we uh w- i mean at the show for example we were running tons of wires and stuff uh, and we had this, like, base plate layer, and we had a hole saw, and we straight, straight through the brick. It was, like, it's just, I sort of approach, like, my approach to Lego is more, like, a craft hobby than, than a collector's hobby. So, like, I don't mind using the Lego in any way that I, that brings me down personally joy (laughs) so it's like it's there's nothing is illegal beyond like what i can think to do right there i mean there's some things like something really expensive i probably wouldn't drill through just because there's like value in it but but yet we're not we're not about that at all so there's nothing in the standard about like what you can and can't do with the bricks the the like can and can't do's are around um keeping are around the um the like store, the like story elements in the build, I guess, like and, the like, Eden Canon things stuff. that are happening. Yeah, because it's New Hashima, it's it's our own thing. Like we came up with it. It's a fictional city of like our own design. There's no like, oh, like one of the things in the in the standard is like the Marvel characters wouldn't be in the city. Like that's you aren't gonna see that like it's is a completely our own thing that so that those are the things that are like disallowed but building if you need to drill through a brick to, to wire something drill through the brick there would be a point where it's like if you were cutting stuff to like create new elements it would be frowned on but it's not like explicitly written but there's like an understanding sort of in the Lego community of like what's allowed and what's like not allowed but it all comes down to like the rule of cool is it really really cool <laughs> <laughs> then then, yeah, then, do what you want. But like if you're just cutting pieces to like make stuff fit or like fill gaps, we're going to be like, nah, you need to try a little harder. It, it, or, or we're going to tell you that's another thing that's built into the standard is like a criticism, um, an openness to criticism it, is anybody can give anybody else in the group criticism it doesn't matter if there's someone who's just joined the afol community or someone who's been in the community for like decades and is like well known it it, it was it's you know like i said if somebody's cutting something we're not going to be like quit doing that we're going to tell them do this instead and so that it, it's about you know developing as a builder as part of the collab and giving criticism to your to your um co-collaborators totally
0: and i was curious that's something that stood out to me really clearly was people would talk about that like i had this idea and then people in the in the discord or whatever the platform is said i should do this instead and i'm so happy i took that criticism like the there's obviously a very healthy criticism or critiquing culture within that new hashima group and it's so impressive and so healthy that i'm like as someone who works in hr it's like how do you Not hurt people's feelings, but also you get such a huge benefit from that critique system. Do you have kind of like an onboarding or something like that or a a general guidelines on how to deliver criticism in a helpful way? Because I feel like that's a hard thing among adult fans of Lego. They can be a little abrasive sometimes.
1: I mean, I think I think there's something inherent, just like with Lego, where people tend to be more positive. I mean, that was my experience, like working at the Lego store. I know people would be like, "Oh, you work retail, like that." I know that must be terrible. I was like, "Well, it would be, except I work the Lego store." And like, (laughs) generally, people who are around Lego are just happy to be around it. So it was like very rare that we would have any kind of like problems or anything. And I think it's true of the Lego community too. The Lego community tends to be very like happy and open. I I mean, I know there there are some where it's like you're getting criticism, but I, I think a, an important part of it is being upfront about it, that like, I had this standards document and when we would ask new people to join before, we organized on Discord, so we have this huge Discord that we organize on, but um, before we would let people join, I would send them the standards and be like, read these and then let me know if you still want to join, right? Like, hey, we'd love to have you Read these standards, and in the standards, one of the big bullet points at the top for like rules for t- participating was being open to criticism. Anyone can criticize anyone, so it was like you just had to be in that mindset when you joined and know that people were going to critique your builds. And it's also not, again, it, it, we, the it's fun, so all the criticisms are are were none of them were like very harsh. It was like again this this is bad. this is how
0: you can make it better. It was never just the this is bad. <laughs> right. It's not like the the public internet, which is that a lot of the time. But... yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it
1: was uh, you know, more of like an encouraging criticism than a like, you know, a a negative criticism. So again, be upfront and be sure that it's, that you never just say something is bad. Like you, you, you tell them what you would do different. And I mean, a lot of criticisms, you know, we had such a big group. Some people would say it was bad. And then another group would chime in and be like, actually, we kind of like this and explain why they like it. Or somebody was like set on it. Like, no, I really like this this is something early I'm going to keep going with it and then sort of proving it to the group that, Oh, okay. We didn't see the vision at first and and now we've seen it. So, you know, it's, I mean, there were some tough times in a group as big as we had, you know, that telling people like this doesn't make the cut, that doesn't make the cut. But, but even those instances, the, uh, you know, we were all succeeding as a group and, and, and the group understood that, right? That, you know, it was a team effort. Even if something didn't quite make the cut, even into the last minute, that person was still, like, at the build with this in Chicago, helping us set up, bringing what they could, and, and, and like, a, and just bringing, like, such a huge positivity. Because it's, like, people wanted to be a part of it, right? And they wanted to be part of that team. And, and it just... There was an amazing, like, energy in the room around the build. I mean, you had to be there to sort of it, it, to experience it. But it was... Just a fabulous effort. And I don't know, up to this point, maybe it seems like I've done this. Like I we had tons of um like, we had a big group of like admins. Um I don't know if you're familiar with Simon Liu or Simox online. Yes. But um he's a big like community building AFOL and has been for like a number of years. Um and I call it out in the video too, but he was one of the other like big admin of the
0: group. And his contributions to that two-and-a-half-hour video are fantastic, too, and, like, are a good glimpse into the overall process. And he's so well-spoken as well. Like, you both are really good on the mic. So it was, like, so impressive. That Again, that video is fantastic. But that was a piece that, like, so much of the magic that comes through in the video as an audience member, not only is it the amazing use of Lego bricks, but, like, it's the human interaction, the, like, collaborative spirit, and the way that you guys were able to organize and have this Criticism system of, of it being really healthy, apparently. And people just seem like they're in such good spirits and like it's such a well organized group. It was like it's something you don't see in life very often at all. Like it was, it was really a, an incredible thing. And, and each of the different uh people had so many shout outs to give to other different like people who worked on the team. It was like it was so freaking cool to watch. Uh, but I do think you guys really threaded the needle, so to speak, on on the criticism component on the, we kind of touched on earlier, um, somewhat like breaking some of the quote unquote, like what, not worrying about what's an illegal Lego build. Um, but also still staying true to using the most obscure Lego pieces instead of just, you know, using a piece of paper or like a different piece. That's not a Lego piece. They would find the most absurd, like one of the people I think had like a, a rug store and they found all these different like Lego fabric components to represent the rugs it was like so impressive they went to such long lengths to get this obscure lego piece and it really makes the final build so much more fascinating um so you threaded the needle between strict strictly following everything has to be lego the way lego would do it but also we're going to break a lot of the rules like it's it's really impressive on a lot of different spectrums so the the parts
1: thing it goes back to their original build the uh... Brola guys. The, that group, for whatever reason, had this, like, obsession with finding, like, really old, like, rare pieces you would never see in a build and incorporating them in a neat way. So we had, like, a lot of those, like, old themes. It's like you said, with the, like, rug stuff from from Scala, which is, like, a LEGO line. Like, who even knows that? Like, I, I honestly don't even know if I knew that Scala existed prior to that 2013 build. Like, it, it just... It it came. It almost became like a a small like competition within the group. It's like who could incorporate the oddest piece. We even had a guy that incorporated Lego. Used to do these promotional sets where they would have these this like mask or something like a big piece that like came with it for a kid to like put on his face and like pretend to be a Bionicle or something. And it, one of the guys incorporated one into his build is like a, a, a club for like robots to go to
0: it's like the entrance to the club right
1: it's so cool such a wild like how could that ever work but because of the genre and just because of the like energy in the group it just it worked like it looked awesome it's just like entrance it's just just the wildest stuff that the guys it is did. so
0: cool and the cyberpunk theme you can use any color any texture and and just contextualize it within cyberpunk and within the rest of the build and it makes sense like it <sighs> it's such a cool idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and again, that's like the Brola guys sort of like pioneering that sort of building style uh, Um,
0: is great. And you got a lot of them to join on to your project as well. It's not like they were like, oh, these guys are just like the sequel to us. Like, why should we care? Like, no, they got involved. <laughs> like, I love that, too.
1: Well, yeah, there's actually an interesting story there because um, I sort of we built for... 2020 and 2022 and sort of after 2022 in the beyond the brick video a lot of them noticed it like it was like oh like and i was really like the the lego community has um has sort of a, like, vibe of, like, openness. Like, you're allowed to, like, borrow ideas from people and, like, incorporate it into their build. But the expectation is that you call it out if you do it, right? So, like, in the videos, the 2020 and 2022 videos on Beyond the Brick, I was sure to say a bunch of times, like, this is based on the BroLug build, because I I didn't want to, like, blatantly copy them and not, like, give them the credit for it, because if if it wasn't for them, it just wouldn't exist, but they noticed it and they were actually planning an anniversary, a 10 year anniversary build for 2023 um, and invited me. They were like, Hey, you've done a great job with your city. You should come and build with us. But, but then we went to Virginia and, and with the 11 builders and put this huge city on. And it was like, Simon, again, I'll give credit to Simon, my, really, my, like, head co-collaborator, you know, or partner collaborator, like, leader of the group, like, he recognized that, like, the standard was there, and that we could take it to these, like, huge, like, space that it was, and it was like, you know what, Stefan, we're not gonna do we're not going to invite you to the bro lug build. We're just going to build your build, <laughs> and, 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 and as the anniversary build. Right. So, so cool. it, it, so it was really cool. And, and a big, huge thanks to them. Uh, maybe some, sometime they'll listen to this. Uh, it was awesome getting to hang out with them. Cause we had, um, we had like four of them in the group organizing and, uh, and a, a bunch more reaching out, and like three at the actual event putting builds on the thing. So they were su- hugely supportive of it, and super happy to see how how it is. But I mean, uh, it, it's um, I mean I've seen how my build has inspired people over the last couple years, and now like right now how it is, and it just. You know, I'm certain, it, uh, you know, and they said it too, that it must be really cool for them to have seen like something they built 10 years ago. And again, I, I alluded to it sort of being before its time. It really didn't get a lot of it got a lot of recognition in the community. Like people recognize it. Right. But not a ton of recognition while it was built, like the time sort of had to pass for that build yeah. to like be appreciated as much as it was. So it, it was really special for them to be there and to see what they had, like, their work and their, like, passion um, had, had turned into this huge thing. So it's really huge cool. Th- huge thanks to them.
0: And also, it's so cool. You guys <laughs> made these kind of, like, eSports jerseys um, <laughs> that you're wearing in the two and a half hour video, which is, like, such a professional touch and makes it look so much more fun and, like, energetic. Um, But having the BroLug emblem on there is a really cool touch, too.
1: Yeah, so we actually, those jerseys, that was another idea of Simon. It was something he had, like, wanted to do for a long time, and it was just, like, the right time to do it. And uh, the logo, because we call ourselves the new Hashima Demons, or Daemons, uh, but it's spelled with an A. Yeah, uh Yeah, but um, we, I actually, use. it's funny you said, like, have a guy on Fiverr do a logo for your Magic City lug. I actually got a guy on Fiverr to do that, demon logo. Wow. It's a great of Like what, what we could call ourselves. Yeah. When I tell people, they're like, holy moly, you got that on Fiverr. Like that's really good. It is really high quality. I actually paid two people. I, I, or I commissioned two people and just went with the one I liked better because I, I didn't want to risk. I I don't know why I did, I did that, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to have two and then just pick the one I like. So two individual people on Fiverr did it, but that was the one I liked the most. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was really cool how that Jersey worked out. And then again, it was like just an energy. Like when you put the Jersey on, you just like the, you felt part of the team. Right. So it was like, we were all helping each other. There was like tons of people who showed up, um, and, and helped, uh, and just, it was just like a, an awesome thing it was like we were all wearing the jersey it looked cool <laughs> like yeah, it the looked logo so turned cool it out so cool like it matched the vibe of the city and, and it just it just played into the whole like this is a team collaborative effort we're all succeeding together we're all working together it was just awesome
0: it's like how a sport franchise is so much more than just the humans involved in actually playing the game like yeah. the but literally the jersey is the merch the color scheme the sound design like those things make the sport franchise and make it so much more valuable than just those humans playing the game like it makes it larger than life and like something people can really grab onto. um and it's so cool you guys have a merch store too like i always (laughs) love that when i see some creator i love online i really want to get some merch from them and usually they only have like one or two things and it's like well I'll just go on their Patreon. Like I want to give them money, but like I don't really want this stuff. <laughs> you guys have legitimately like, cool yeah. merch. It's awesome. We have
1: like everything. Yeah, we have shirts. <laughs> I mean, I just went crazy on like Printify, just like putting that demon logo on literally everything. Might as well. Is. Yeah. Um. Was, but yeah, I mean, what do we got? Like whiskey glasses, uh, coasters, stickers. There's like koozies, onesies. <laughs> onesies. Yeah, we had one of the bro luck guys said, just had a kid. And so we made like kid stuff. I wanted my son. My son is three and I wanted toddler shirts for him. All his little cousins have new Ashima shirts. <laughs> it's it really funny. But yeah, it was just like a goofy thing. Like, I I mean, it was fun. It just, but yeah, the Jersey particularly and the shirts and the merch too. It, it just made you feel like part of something like bigger than yourself. And, and it was just so much fun. And, and, and we're having those jerseys. We are, we've already placed two more orders. Cause New is like spun off into like more builds. Like there's going to be a, a bunch of different shows. It, it's, mm-hmm. So we're, we're, when we have like big shows, we've uh, been like redesigning the Jersey with uh, the different lug group logos on them um, that are participating at that particular show. And, and we have some like sponsors, um, they gave us like products, um, and, and just like have been supportive of the build, and they're on the jersey too. Did so. you get that
0: Mountain Dew sponsorship yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't. I really want it. That's we have that like inside joke. It's like an inside joke. The like Mountain Dew chug. And then, yeah, the Mountain Dew, like, people on TikTok commented on the video, and, uh, God, we, that was a huge hit in our Discord. <laughs> we thought that was so funny.
0: Two of those four Beyond the Brick videos feature at least someone just cracking open a Mountain yeah. Dew and, like, chugging it. And sometimes, like, in the middle of a sentence almost, it is really funny. Like, oh, okay, there's the Mountain Dew product placement. <laughs> I
1: honestly don't even know the origins of that joke. Uh, it's something Simon did, and then yeah, he did it there, and it's just become this like thing. I super want Mountain Dew on the jersey though. I think it's <laughs> a great idea. If we can, make, if anybody out there from Mountain Dew is listening, please reach out to me.
0: Yeah, and you guys could even do like a corporate Mountain Dew, <laughs> yeah. you know, tower like the Octane yeah, exactly.
1: Tower. We would. I would do it. <laughs> we would build a huge building shaped like a Baja Blast can. Incredible. Slide it up and make it spin. Talk to me, somebody. I want
0: that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, you have yeah. another inside joke that is uh, kind of an outside joke now because you advertised it in the video. But like the uh, the shirtless Woody minifigure. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the origins of that uh, one? Are you privy uh, to? Share? I really.
1: I honestly. So I'm wearing the shirt. You pointed out for Rebel Lug. That's the online lug that I'm a part of, and and they uh, we had a bunch of members from that lug in, in the in on the build. I mean, it wasn't. There was no one lug who like contributed most or anything it was all like inner lug it was important to me for it to be that way but yeah the shirtless woody is just some meme that's like within that group so the guy uh joe i think that built it uh built he has he's always built weird versions of it like brick built versions and so it just like played into cyberpunk because it's kind of like the um joy ad from 2049 I think it was like suppo- it was supposed to be like this like ho- big hologram woody like uh, walking around the cyber city yeah we got a big kick out of that <laughs> so yeah it's just a rebel lug meme and i honestly don't know the origins of it (laughs) because it's prior to my time in the lug sometimes
0: the best inside jokes you don't necessarily have the history on and that kind of adds to the mystique of it but i know it was like the first instagram post for the new hashima instagram like has woody shirtless woody like leaning into frame and it's like it's pretty Mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah, so what comes next for New Hashima? You kind of referenced the idea of going to multiple different shows. Is that kind of like splitting up the build into multiple locations at once type of deal? Uh, yeah, so
1: um, the New Hashima build is broken into sectors. So the one in Chicago had like four sectors, right? Um, for like distinct sections. And so the, the different shows... Um, It'll be a while before we have, like, that many people all together again to do, like, a huge one again. It's a, it's in the works, but it'll be a number of years um, before we do that again. But the shows that are interested in, like, continuing the standards or where a bunch of us will be who already have, like, modules built and, like, new people coming along. It, they're just going to break out into these, like, new sectors. There's at least... Um, I'm trying to think in the discord like there's at least like 5 shows already on the like books that like enough of us are going to be at to to put on like a decent sized display um and, and yeah there'll just be like new 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 hashima sectors like popping up at shows because it was I th- I don't know if that was like the intention I think like the intention really was to like pour everything into this Chicago show for like one huge show and, and just like new Hashima would just ride off into the sunset. And was right, that the, after uh, that build?
0: you only knew Hashima once? Was that the yeah, once? Yeah.
1: That's the, <laughs> y- you know, or, you know, I don't know how you say it, but I've always said it, you know, but it's, yeah, you only knew Hashima once was like a, like a rallying cry that we had in the discord that was like, we're putting everything into this, like, there's no, nothing's off the table, like, you have some crazy idea, you always wanted to order, like, a bunch of this weird part, like, do it, because we may never do it again, And, and so that was the intention, I mean, I always thought that I'd come home from Chicago and, like, take a few months off of, like, we'd be just done, like, it was just, like, such a huge effort, but it's, like, the Chicago show there just ended it. There was like just so many people that like want to be part of it now that like, it, and it's just, you know, I think that some of us all are burnt out. I mean, I I'm a little burnt out, but it, but it's like, how can you tell them? No. Yeah. It's like when
0: something's it, bigger you know. than you, it's not about what you yeah. want necessarily anymore. <laughs> you know, it's its own yeah, entity. It's, it's, it's like,
1: you just, we just can't stop now because it, because just so many people want to be a part of it. And, and, you know, it, it's important to me now that, you know, that like spirit of openness and collaboration and stuff like continue on as part of the project. So it takes some, a group of us, you know, Simon and, and Mike, Will who I haven't mentioned or Mason or, or whoever. I mean, we have new admins now too, Cam, but it, but it just takes that group being like dedicated to like continuing it so that we can continue to bring people on and and they can experience it too. So it's the future is new sectors at different shows. um, And then eventually, I think probably within like five years, I would say we'll probably try to do another like huge one, but um, it's just not something that can happen every year. It it just, it's just too much effort and too much money (laughs) like to, to, to get a group like that together for, for something so crazy. And I mean, it also, I mean, it, it's like a huge dedication. have you been to many Lego conventions? Not like, many. You know?
0: No, I've been to a few, but never brick world Chicago.
1: You're like kind of giving up the convention to be part of new Hashima.
0: Cause I mean, fans I know who went to that took, they said they didn't even get to see everything. And they were there for every day of the convention. Like you as someone exhibiting a, a project I'm sure you didn't miss most of the show,
1: and a bunch of the guys had this a similar thing. I, I don't. I I can only tell my experience. So again, I don't mean to put this like, oh, I did all of it, but it was like, I know a bunch of us. We were there. Some guys as early as Monday, wow. and we're in the hotel lobby before they even opened the convention for setup Wednesday. Building. I mean, there's video. Um, you can see on Bricknerd, I think, in one of the articles. Bricknerd's like a big blog who's been doing like a series about us. But um, it, we were in the lobby and took over the whole lobby, like just every table in the upper part of the lobby was full of New Hashima bricks being like <laughs> reassembled for the show. But and and I mean, a lot of us, you know, uh, me included, didn't go to any of the like con activities during the whole thing because we were setting up New Hoshima the whole time like ever like from the minute the co- the convention hall opened to as long as we could stay awake like i think i saw i slept and a lot of the guys said the same thing but my average was like three and a half hours every night i was there because, that is
0: just wild because yeah. i know you said <laughs> in the, the one with um i think it was the video with 11 collaborators it took 40 hours to set it up like yeah. the the newest new hashima is so much more more than that, and you have a time lapse. Maybe it's on, it's on your Instagram or on the.
1: Yeah, it's on my Instagram. I think Beyond the Brick shared it too, and a, a couple other people did because we were just passing. I was passing the like a uh, micro SD card around to people to like pull the data off, and we have like a drive where we've shared everything, so anybody could have posted it at this point. But it uh it it's, I can't remember that video is from Wednesday at one p.m into and we finish friday at midnight so that's 48 like it's like 57 hours i think yeah so plus two plus some people as early as monday were building so it it was like monday to sunday like n- no holds barred but like it just be into the so again like i said there's going to be other new hashimas but smaller versions of it and my version is going to be going around too like my sector 8 cuz i have a, a big enough section that i can set up like a like a 6 foot by 6 foot section at a show but on my own but uh but another big new hashima like i said i i think 5 years is probably a good 2028 20, will be the next time it is
0: such time. a huge thing that like you're gonna miss details no matter what even if you have a camera up close and personal with it like there's so much detail that if you doubled the size of it it's like you almost would start to lose even more of the details in a way like it's it's so impressive but it's like I don't know I feel like people would just have to stare and stand there for hours to like try to take in all the yeah. details but then again that's the beauty of something like beyond the brick you can go home and watch that video 10 times if you want to it's it's really cool yeah
1: we're in the works of developing developing it into a museum exhibit
0: i was hoping Um, to hear something like uh, that because that makes so much sense
1: yeah a lot of people at the show were just like man this needs to be in a museum like it's it's too much to take in it's like so and like we're tearing it down it's like so sad it's like it needs to be preserved somewhere because it's just, uh, but, and again, I, I don't mean to sound conceited or anything, but it was just like, it's just such a shame you couldn't see, because I missed details. Like, I didn't even get to see it <laughs> yeah. all. Like, there was stuff that, like, I'm looking back at pictures and stuff like, oh, I didn't notice that. Like, that is so cool. Like, the detail that this person put in, like, is so neat. So, again, we're trying or i'm trying and some of the other guys helping to 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 explore how we could get it into a museum either as like a traveling thing or as a permanent installation somewhere so because it's it's a lot of
0: work to set up like obviously based on how many hours you just shared but man it is a lot but it's extremely impressive like it's it's exquisite um yeah just incredible and I like that you're already sharing some of the the resources to kind of allow other people to continue, like, in the way that Brolug kind of passed the torch to you. Maybe if it wasn't even intentionally, you're hoping to continue that on by making the uh, the build documents for like the Cube modular system publicly available. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah. The, you can you can download the Cube instructions for free.
0: Yeah, because I could see a world where where a lot of lugs take this and run with it and they do theirs, but it's Western themed or it's castle themed or, you know, whatever, but they build a modular system of yeah. interconnecting things. I think it's the most seamless maybe with cyberpunk. Yeah. There's some other, there's some other things
1: that you could use it that you could use. I think it certainly needs to be in the same vein as cyberpunk. You could obviously do like sci-fi. Right. Or um, like industrial like space, revolution like or something or industrial revolution. I think there's like a, a like Ghibli esque, like, that style with like airplanes. It's almost, it's almost steampunk, but it's not exactly steampunk, but I think you could do it with that. Um, it, it, you could do it. There's a bunch of things. I think it lends itself a lot to fictional, like science fiction genres. I, it would be odd to see like a Lego city. Yeah.
0: Cause you almost have to have those skyscrapers so huge. And like kind of the district system that you guys have makes so much sense for it um yeah. and allowing for there to be different areas which are much more like grimy true, you know cyberpunk where other areas are a little more sci-fi leaning
1: you could i mean you could use it for a lot of things i'm sure there's like tons of potential for it but um yeah they, anything or you know anybody wants to poke around in my like standards document i'm happy to share that anywhere i'm sure it's made its way out to places too so it, it, it's uh, happy to see that it's like inspiring people and people are going to sort of take a run with it so that's that's what it's all about right? They
0: definitely will yeah absolutely and you're at Stefan Builds Lego is that right on Instagram?
1: Yeah Stefan Builds Lego on Instagram um, the big page for the collab is um, Nuishima Collab on Instagram um, but yeah you can find me Stefan Builds Lego on uh, Instagram and, and any of the other guys are good resources, too. Simon's the other big guy, Cymox, but he almost needs no introduction. He's been in the community for so long. A legend, like yeah. such a well-known name. So Totally. Uh, we got a lot of those guys.
0: But, but yeah, Nwishima. <laughs> you did it, man. It's, it's incredible. And I know, kind of like you said, you might have only been the first domino out of this amazing mosaic of dominoes that went down, but it's got to feel pretty interesting being like, yeah, I had this idea and all these people joined in and like took it, took off with yeah. it and ran.
1: I mean, yeah. You, I mean, it's a silly passion I had to build this like cyberpunk city. I, I'd envisioned it as a collab from the beginning and just, it took people noticing. Cause like I was a little insular and, in, uh, Like, uh, I mean, I had my, like, local lug, and I sort of stuck to that and and posted online and stuff, but I didn't know, like, a ton of people, at least, like, personally in the, like, greater LEGO community, so it it was awesome. I mean, hats off to them, especially Simon, who, like, believed in it and, and had the the power to to like really make it a reality by like recruiting a bunch of like people and and getting the word out there. So, um, it's been crazy. (laughs) I, uh, I never would have envisioned, I had a pretty big vision like, uh, that for it, but, um, certainly how big the like collaboration element of it has gotten it was like way beyond what I, of my like wildest dreams yeah so it, dude it's...
0: absolutely so I just have to do this even just very briefly like because this show traditionally designs theme parks you collaborate <laughs> yeah, yeah, b- yeah. brainstorm them if you were minifigure scale like if you shrank down what part of new Hashima might you want to visit or like what is a a cyberpunk experience okay. you would want to have I, it's yeah. not exactly a, a utopian genre you it's usually pretty dystopian yeah it's pretty if pretty you had way, to I visit would. new Hashima yeah if I
1: had to <laughs> visit new Hashima uh, I mean if I was in a cyberpunk dystopia I guess I'm, I would be most curious about the like virtual reality like yeah it's like a common theme right so I'd want to go into the like the Matrix is uh, <laughs> right. Well, like, you're already there, so uh,
0: your wishes yeah, come true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, right. So, um, so yeah. That, but yeah. So yeah, I would probably go to one of the like VR places and mm-hmm. experience that. Yeah, the, the VR is such mean, a. Dumb, there's some pretty thing. <laughs> pretty seedy places you could go in do Hashima. Yeah, so. and that was the thing of <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> on the topic of like illegal builds. Like a lot of the areas, I'm like, oh yeah, Lego wouldn't put that in a set. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I think that was another sort of thing, like, we had with the build, was that, like, it, it was it was very unapologetic.
0: Well, you're either going to be true to the genre or true to the Lego squeaky clean image. You can't do both.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure We aren't Lego employees. Yeah. We're hobbyists doing, so we could do whatever we wanted, but, like, yeah, we had, uh, you know, some <laughs> less than... Uh, you know appropriate things in the build but it but it was all about it was a lot of it about you know letting people be creative in whatever way they wanted to be creative and and, you know and I mean and again there were some things that were like inappropriate but you know I was there on Saturday and Sunday talking to families who loved it so it's I think as long as you're like true to yourself like into your like creative uh, you know medium and even if it's like a little bit inappropriate like people recognize that it's you've put a lot of effort into it we didn't just do it to do it we did it because it was something that an element that's part of the genre and was important to be included right so it's we earned it basically
0: you are a collection of human beings, just like kids playing with Legos are a collection of human beings. And they might have one minifigure shoot the other one. Lego corporate would never do that, of course, but yeah. that's how humans play. like, so yeah, it, not at all throwing shade. It's a, it's a fascinating component of that world. Cause it's something you don't see depicted in Lego too often, but it's definitely part of the, the AFL community. Um, yeah. Or I mean, it's the
1: adult, the adult Lego community, right? So it, it's, those adult elements are going to be in there. Yeah. And it, yeah, a lot of the stuff Lego would never do, but that's why it's so cool because, you know, we can do that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So
1: it, it's, um, it, it's pretty special, but yeah, I don't know. I think I would go into the VR. Uh, yeah, I would try to check that out and experience that. Cause it's the thing that's like most, the most like unlike what we are living. I feel like it's the, the like sci-fi part of it right because we have uh a dystopia <laughs>
0: yeah i mean right, in like, a lot yeah, of ways right? yeah so. and and ideally hopefully in each of our homes and our safe spaces it's not like a you know cyberpunk place but there's places on planet earth that are already like that so it's not really much of an escapism yeah. um but yeah i do that
1: I don't, I don't know what else i would do i guess we had like elements of like uh I think we called it inner solar travel or like to try to distance it from sci-fi too much or from like space too much. But yeah, I guess I would try some like space stuff Yeah, going into space. would be pretty cool a ride on a flying taxi. We had some like, uh, flying taxi stops and stuff. I think that would be pretty cool to experience. There are
0: some really beautiful components or areas of new Hashima that I think would be so cool to walk around. Um, the ones that are a little bit more sci-fi or like, uh, gentle smooth fun Mm -hmm. just beautiful areas like even seeing that humongous uh projection uh holographic uh shirtless woody would be such an amazing thing to see in real life like yeah yeah. (laughs) it'd be awesome
1: yeah i think yeah uh, honestly yeah i would just walk around and take it all in (laughs) it was another thing that's like kind of important that was important to us is like you could like logically see how a minifig would traverse the city, right? So it was something kinda of cool that uh, you know, that took tremendous effort from the team of like planning where everything connected and like where walkways would be and like full stairwells that span the different sections and stuff. So yeah.
0: And that was a repeated thing. So many people who made apartments the apartment, the door actually went somewhere, which is completely yeah. unnecessary. But so many people, again and again, did that. It's like you—they're th- not alive. They don't need to be able to walk into each apartment <laughs> yeah. unit. But people did that. That level of detail is is a fun thing and
1: yeah. hugely important to us that that the logic be there of like traveling. So yeah, if you were a minifig, you wouldn't have that much trouble actually yeah. walking the full city. You could, you could make it to every single spot in the city in my mind. There's a few spots I think you'd have to spend a matter year. Your- if you have the right
0: security clearance and you work for the right corporation probably yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. I don't know, yeah, what else what else I would do. What would you do? Yeah, you said you'd go to holog- holographic Woody. <laughs> yeah, just like taking
0: in the sights would be cool. Um but most of it I wouldn't really necessarily want to live (laughs) that world some of the food and drinks do look really good there you go uh so that's always a component and and I'm always a huge fan of water um and just the water like I know it's kind of dystopian but your the waterfront is really beautiful in a lot of spaces and it feels you know cyberpunk and run down a little grimy um especially in that kind of like Uh, Yeah, a lot of different areas, honestly. It seemed like, oh, that water's probably really nasty. But, like, the Brolug one had, like, this dark green transparent water, and that looked so much grosser. Yours is a nice blue color. Yeah, the blue,
1: it was... That part was available on picker brick walls when we first started, so it's why it's blue. But it also was like a good differentiation between like mine and and the brola group that did the green uh, tile. Also, they only did, they did the green because it was also on the picker brick wall at the time. Um, so, but it played well into it. But I, I think the story sort of goes is like that the. the that whatever they like artificially dye the water blue like the lore reason for it being blue is that it it that it, it's not actually blue it's been
0: like dyed yeah as like as at a guy. mini golf course or something you yeah, see that all the time yeah. like this fake blue water yeah,
1: yeah exactly yeah but i but again i actually really like the blue um we have little trash sections and stuff and grass and stuff growing out of it to try to give it that like grimy feel but the blue The blue is just like it's the color your mind wants water to be right so it it just
0: like it it just it plays well into it but it looks really good and it's a part where it's like if there was a lot of detail or tons of boats everywhere the whole build might be too much but like having some negative space or some rest in the music makes it more enjoyable for sure so yeah but there are a lot of pretty little scenes like where if you just like I don't know I could see someone making like a lo-fi beats video and it just is shot from different angles within New Hashima of like yeah. this it's it's got some cool vibes especially with all the lights off like um what was that feature called at at um brick world Chicago World of
1: lights is what it's called where they turn all the lights off what's it yeah.
0: called
1: world of lights world of lights yeah it. and that is yeah. such
0: a cool thing to see on YouTube. Yeah,
1: that's that's the best part of the of the whole weekend, especially for new Hashima, because we just put so much effort into lighting it. But um which is another thing that a lot of good collab collabs have done in the past, but like not like new Hashima.
0: Yeah, that's like next level. The amount of yeah. lighting intricacy yeah
1: and and again the bro look guys inspired that because they did a lot of good lighting too you know but yeah the world of lights um when all the lights went off it, it was great sitting there with everybody and in and the crowd there and, and we played i mean we have a soundtrack that we play um a, a like playlist of songs that one of our guys put together and, and i had been playing um music at the previous two but yeah it, it was there's something about like music and, and and like setting like a of an energy
0: when you can't take in every detail you remember the vibe and the atmosphere and the overall so much um and i think that's what a lot of people probably took away from seeing new hashima and will continue to do so Is like you might not take in every single detail but the the overall vibe is so cohesive in its diversity and melting potness. um it's it's really cool it's a really special thing and yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show and for talking to me and for for starting that project. It's really cool.
1: Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I was gonna say one more thing. It, it's like the vibe, right? Uh, um, uh, Hopefully, you're not getting tired of me rambling on. No, this is GMO. wonderful. I'm
0: proud of it. But, yeah, <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah, there's something about it, right? That it's like you say, it's like a weekend and you can't take every detail in. That it's that the whole thing is what you're taking in, right? That, And you get to see those little scenes and dig in deep for a little bit and see the little things. But there's like, there's something about like all these builders who put so much effort and then like somebody's build got like shoved in the back somewhere and you can hardly see it. And it's like, to people who are like not involved that it's like, whoa, like y'all are crazy. Like there's detail everywhere. Like it, it's you. And, and you know, it, and that's another thing. Like you have to tell people up front. It's like your stuff might get buried. You might not. Miss, you might miss it. But you have to build the detail in it, like because because you want people to lean over and look and like discover something that maybe nobody else has seen. So it, it's it's a wild ride. world of lights is the best part,
0: though. It is so cool. <laughs> and hopefully, everyone listening to this will go look up the YouTube channel and uh, uh, Beyond the Brick, and then also follow you guys on social media. I'm excited to see what you do next. I'm excited to see how new Hashima evolves and hopefully another new wave basically of, of different AFOL, LUG groups doing these big collabs because it is there's truly something really magical in there that hopefully people can take inspiration from what you all have done and take it on and that can be the kind of the future of those conventions
1: was a dream of mine to sort of see the new Hashima thing go beyond me or uh, like I I was really excited to see a new Hashima come up that I had no part of beyond like the standard like I had nothing physically built for it and so that's gonna happen pretty quick here so I'm pretty proud of that but um it's it, it you know it it's grown beyond what I imagined for it like well way, way beyond what I had like in my head for what it would be so I, I couldn't be too proud and me, hey thanks to you for having me on this call you know absolutely thanks to all my collaborators please do if somebody listen to this call and to follow the follow the process of it uh, we have like our shared account newoshima collab um, on Instagram my own is Stefan builds Lego um but uh you i mean you can find all the collaborators it, it'd be hard to be part now of the lego community i feel like and not know <laughs> that you know new hashima is out there so just google new hashima and you'll find something because uh and we're not done you know not by a long shot because there's just so many people who who want to be part of it so uh so, and, and again, reach out to me. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to help anybody who has questions or, uh, or wants to answer any questions. I, I appreciate this opportunity to talk talk through it because
0: really it's cool, fun man. for me. Because it's one thing to share, you know, kind of uh, building schematics of how to make the cube, but it is another thing to kind of give, give guidance on because it's a big people management project. Like, it is very impressive what you and the admins have done uh, as far as the, the critique system, the guidelines for these builds. And it's, I don't know. I've, it's really cool, yeah, really impressive. It's
1: it's, de- it's just developed into that. It just, it was years of experience from Simon, who was the other big admin, just like understanding what it takes to do a successful project in the LEGO community. And then it plays into sort of like my experience with LEGO. So like, I had like really bad like imposter syndrome for like the longest time, and 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 I I wanted New Hashima to be completely open so that there was if there was anybody in the community. Who might feel like isolated or like not part of something. They To be part of Nuishima, you don't have to be part of anything.
0: And you don't have to live anywhere in particular. You just have
1: to raise your hand and say, like, hey, I want to build. You have to follow the guy. Like, you have to be open to critique and, and you have to, you know, be willing to, you know, do the rules, right? You have to embrace the values of openness, too, right? That, that the group has, but those things are easy to do. You don't have to be part of a lug. Like I am a part of a couple of lugs, but it was like, you know, anybody sitting and feeling isolated from the community can be part of this huge community, that's building fabulous stuff. Like you just have to say, I want to. So, uh, you know, and, and again, there's other thing like the, you know, following the values and stuff, but it's like, who doesn't want to be part of something where the values are, or, or be as creative as you want, and be as open and welcoming as you want. Like that's that's a kind of community I always wanted to be a part of, and and you know that's why the admin, the team, is built that way because it was you know something important to me, and something important to the to the other leaders in the group.
0: Wow, thank you for sharing that. That's really cool, and that, yeah, that's meaningful, and it's such a cool way for people to connect, and it's a lot less uh, stress on the individual artist. If they're one of eighty, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Where I feel
0: like exhibiting by yourself at, at a, a Lego show would be pretty nerve-wracking because people are just going to be there, just looking at your thing and asking you questions about it. Yeah. It's like, Newushima, you you're part of a mosaic. So
1: yeah, it, it's it was really fun at the show talking. To, and it's also fun that you have eighty people because you could take breaks and stuff if you're tired. <laughs> yeah, right. There's always somebody in a jersey standing around that'd be happy to like step in for a few minutes and and chit chat so it is it was so great what a cool experience i'm still processing it all (laughs) i bet Uh, so it's it's really fun i can't wait to see where it goes and and to bring more people on too absolutely man
0: the next time you have another big huge everyone combined one like that's going to be such a different world and it'll be so cool to see what you know looking at all these past videos in sequence is like several years from now because right now it's already really cool to see how far it's come but uh it, yeah but it could really continue at the same pace from here it's it's crazy it's huge
1: we are we aren't done yet so we'll, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. I, I can't I can't wait to reminisce again. Maybe we'll chat again in 5 years. <laughs> I would love that.
0: That's a great idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we can say, man, we were such children <laughs> in 2023. Th- thanks for having me, Andrew, and uh you know, if any of my team are listening, thanks to you guys too. It, it, it's um uh, been been awesome and, and I can't wait for more.
0: Dude, thank you so much for being on the show, Stefan.